0: Hello and welcome to season two of The View Looks Good. You're joining me, Anna Passos.
1: And me, Kim Fenikirk, as we explore a melting pot of disciplines from the likes of neuroscience, behavioral psychology, somatic work, leadership science, mindfulness, and so much more.
0: And why? Because we wanna share ideas that contribute towards the evolution of business design, organizational culture, leadership, And thriving as human beings.
1: In this episode I refer to Ubuntu and the definition I gave to this African value uh, was in English I am because you are. Just a little correction on what you hear me saying. It is much more accurate for me to describe it as I am because we are. Enjoy the episode.
0: I've got extensive
1: notes on mine. I've already pushed record. (laughs) Well, this is a good start to our next episode, which is so overdue because, as everyone knows, I've been pushing pause on everything. And now we had to really rack our brains as to how this whole thing unraveled. Which is what we said we wouldn't do. We said we were going to document each step of this process. But I was in so much retreat. We didn't talk about this as it was happening. Because it wasn't perfect and clear enough. And now it's not perfect and clear either. <laughs> but I've, I said to you, please, 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 can we talk about connectivity? Mm. And, and this concept of connection. I have not said this once I've said it several times that I'm very familiar with myself as an island Mm. and that fast became something that was holding us back in lots and lots of different ways and not just us like me and life in general like it doesn't help you to feel like the island um and I remember sharing or shared with you that I remember during COVID having listening to a beautiful podcast um, by, you know, I suspect it was something like uh, Thich Nhat Hanh like from the mindfulness community talking about our connectivity and how we're all connected and that is a message that that community shares so beautifully and I remember as someone who's a huge, huge advocate of their teachings and really, you know, try to be a practitioner and a, or a follower and a practitioner of it I really, really honestly struggled with the idea of how we are all connected. Because at the, particularly at that time during COVID, all we were being shown was our disconnection. Mm. And then Ukraine, war broke out, and it's just more disconnection. Like, And I realized I am deeply, deeply familiar with disconnection. I don't like it, I don't like seeing the disconnection in the world, but I understand it, I recognize it, I can relate to it, I can feel it. I found it very hard to feel connection Mm. to the world around me yeah and and you really sort of picked this up at the early stages of us talking about building this business of like hmm isn't that interesting
0: well, I gotta love that you said when on reflection of of that conversation, we realized that I think it was probably you <laughs> that asked the question or s- s- said, could we play with getting more ventral? Okay, And it was around connecting to ventral. So as is with so much of this that we realize, probably beautiful in the relationship of, removing ego is that so often it's what's landed for us is what we think the other person has provided when in fact we have planted each other's seeds or or nurtured Mm -hmm. the thinking. Um, But maybe I I would love to, to talk a little bit about that moment, which is not a singular moment, but it seems to Mm -hmm. be a significant moment that stood out on which you, we realized this process of connecting more deeply to our ventral state to that state of certainty of goodness greatness epicness and then sensing into how do i connect with others and and i wonder when you just shared now if there was a process that you'd become more familiar with looking for disconnects. Like your focus had shifted... Oh, 100%. ...to disconnect. It's like, well, it's, you know, the confirmation
1: bias that we have. Mm. So the brain is learning to look for it. And it's learning to look for it in order to feel... Sense its, its safety within that space. So there's disconnection. Okay, alert. It must find safety. So we are predisposed biologically to go that route and it is only really in that state of safety that you can really begin to sense and feel that connection I mean first of all I have to come back to the one thing you've just said of it was not one moment one conversation where we suddenly really were like connection is massive and it's a huge part of how we're going to have to build this business and how we're going to have to relate to this idea so it was so much of circling the drain and like it forming, but now In hindsight, if you do sit within your ventral state, which is to say you've got that state of physiological safety, what other traditions would call uh, and have got a long-standing familiarity with, we're just beginning in the Western world to get our heads around, that sense of balance, of being grounded, of being open and spacious, really like safe, in that, when that ventral nerve is what is activated and is, um, is what we're working from, we are safe to sense the whole body, just to observe it and not make anything wrong. It's just, this is what's happening. This is this presence. And then you can take your awareness and your attention beyond the body into the space around you so your attention becomes the mechanism by what through which you are connecting to the world
0: Mm.
1: and it's not just your eyes that connect you to the world it is your perception of the space around you your ability to pay attention to the space around you we can and I think this is the work um that Les Fahimi with his open focus brain stuff that is it really was game-changing for me hearing about that that you can I can sit in front of you and have a conversation and my attention is on you but I can also in my peripheral vision sort of as that a uh, background awareness of the room that we're in mm-hmm. and I could open that and I could take an awareness of the outside of the space that we're in, into the into the nature that's around us. And I could even stretch it beyond that into the edge of the country that we're in. I can sense the the sea that's just down the road and I can actually then really sit and be aware that we're on an island <laughs> um, floating in some very gold order um Not by myself. <laughs> <laughs> not by myself. But and then you, you know, if you really want to play with that sense of connecting, you can be aware that we're in a room having this conversation, floating on a planet in a vast, vast amount of space, surrounded by stars and planets and all other kinds of beautiful things. Ha- Sitting in that awareness and allowing your attention to go in multi-directions is connecting to the things around you. When we are in our swing states of that dorsal retreating energy and that sympathetic extending energy, and we're basically operating from that fierce, those fierce stress states, the ability to connect out into those systems is... so difficult our focus becomes so narrow uh, and it's so easy to feel isolated and siloed and island-like but unless you can i think this became part of that conversation around if you can connect into the world around you isn't that ultimately what we were starting to talk about when we were starting to talk about colossal leadership is that these are leaders that were are capable of sensing the systems and the space around them mm. not just the isolated events and looking at singular things without the awareness of everything is connected and if you do something here it's going to have a knock on impact for that team and this team and that team and mm and able to find ways of communicating that inspire the entire system to change rather than having to tackle individual things on a much more um, micro level.
0: Mm.
1: And then that became very, very interesting.
0: Yes, um, and one on the process part, and this is for all of our listeners out there, is I think one of the... The things we have to shift and become more familiar with is that we we probably can get this as an imagination. When we say shift our attention, it becomes to imagine all of these things. And I, um, I know it's in Thomas Hewell's book as well, where it's like, it's not about imagination. It is to really sense. So, and even with this open focus, it's not just to imagine where we are in the country, in the room, in the country, in the whatever.
1: Because that's a very head-level thing to it's do. It's
0: a very head-level thing. So what, what mm. Kim is talking about here is that the connection is almost, what comes to my mind to describe it is like a sinking into a massive web that we're all connected to and suddenly having like an awareness that we could never have forced manipulated um made ourselves it can only come f- from an emergent in I don't know how what's the right direction to say that but It can only emerge yeah (laughs) and that links to what we have read and understood from atashama's work as well in it's the listening to what is emerging and that's what i've started to understand with our work as well it's the connecting to our ventral state is the really listening to what is emerging and sending our energy waves although i read like if you can follow me for a moment, sending our energy waves to all that we're connected to out there in the world, removing any of the obstacles. And then something that's been a big aha for me in that, that you have shared with me is also to receive. Yeah. So I've been very much an I have to make things work. And this process of connectivity is I have to be open to receiving and open to be vulnerable to put myself out there. And yeah. trust yeah. that the right people will come at the right time. The right piece of work. That it will fall into place. Um, because to ultimately to be connected
1: is not a one way process. It's not a one way flow of I connect to you. And it's me to you. Which is still a very I think extending energy. Mm-hmm. Like I will be here and I will fire things off at you. And therefore we're connected. It is that there is a two-way in that I mean there's multi-directional really but like it is the sense that things can flow in both directions and you know when we talk about how wonderful it is to go out into nature and so many people that I work with are like oh I really find my ventral state when I get out on a walk in nature but really what's happening is that you are taking your attention to that beauty around you and then receiving this sensation of beauty or you know um peacefulness spaciousness it's a it's a somehow feels like a receipt you're receiving that you couldn't doesn't come up from within you it's something you've taken your attention to it and there's something that flows back into you somehow Mm. um well anyway that is in in my experience of sensing with it so so it is two-way flow and so if if it's two-way flow it, it In eventual state, it is about receiving as much as it is efforting out, and actually, you realize you don't have to when you're truly connected into your system. And I think this is where the play with quantum physics has become quite interesting. Is if I am looking at a system around me, at an ecosystem around me, at a network of people, an organization, and I feel that there is flow because I'm connected and connected in a I think the difference between disconnection and connection is that when I connect with something I am looking for what's similar what I like what I love what I appreciate I'm looking with a ventral state I'm looking with a safety state I can be with everything that is here no matter what form it doesn't have to take the perfect form I can be with it
0: Um, maybe as contrast to the disconnect is that I build up a wall, a fear. Because
1: I don't like what I'm looking at. I don't, I feel the need to reject or resist that. To protect I, myself. To protect, yeah. Like this does not fit with the world I want to see, therefore I am disconnected. So I can look at pollution. None of what I see when I look at pollution is what I want to be seeing. So I am looking what I don't like and therefore I'm disconnected. But it's very hard to create something from a sense of disconnection mm-hmm. because you're ultimately going to be working from a state a state of swing you're working from a fear, a, a lack from a fear of things from doubt from mistrust from you you're trying to build a solution from a swing state so to look through connection and to sense connection of everything you love, like, admire, appreciate would be to say, okay, yes, there is pollution, but I find such a ventral state from looking at everyone who's working on this and trusting that there is exactly going to be, there going to be solutions that are going to come into being. That fills me with so much more energy and creativity. And my brain is going to be switched on online in a way greater way than if I'm working from a fear state mm. but but it is something that I've realized it needs to be nurtured within me to feel connectivity it is not something I'm innately programmed to, to do
0: Oh, well, that's an interesting one but I want to I want to ask you to elaborate on that because If we think about this whole idea of when we're born, we're born connected. Yeah. So our first thing is to connect to our caregivers to help nurture us. True. But something happens that... Always. That then becomes... I'm not... I'm tuned into more looking for the disconnects. Yeah. So that I can... Maybe, can I ask, why did you say that you...
1: Only, it's only an observation as an adult of how far I've come from that starting place and how actually how easy it was to have it reinforced quite quickly disconnect, 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 disconnect. Mm-hmm. and and it's only like whoa I mean I'm amazing at seeing what's going wrong <laughs> like I can spot it a mile off but it's really really unproductive working from all of that negativity of this is what's wrong this is what's wrong this is what's wrong there's no container of safety there that says we can change that it can be better it's just it, this doesn't work this doesn't work this doesn't work mm. like the the real innovations can't emerge from something that feels like it is fundamentally disconnected and you're just highlighting the disconnect and here's more disconnect and then you feel more disconnected and you can't create connection and, you know, it just spirals.
0: Mm, I can feel that overwhelm <laughs> just it's awful, up me, even in just thinking of it.
1: And, you know, and I, I've spoken publicly about, you know, the fact that I've worked on projects, you know, a while ago, not that far ago, I And mean, that's what's kind of scares me, where if I look back on it now and I think, oh, well, well done you, you could see all the disconnect, tick, 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 did I manage to achieve the opportunities for the people I was working with in the way that they that that could have been like developed absolutely not Mm. because we got stuck in an awareness and a connection to the disconnect to what wasn't working where we weren't connecting so um, but that's so it was a rather painful awareness Mm. of that but really really important and now it feels like the need to nurture connectivity.
0: And you were speaking of, about the quantum physics side of it, mm. on the um, what we pay our attention to and the expectation. Do you want to elaborate on that a bit more? Okay,
1: massive caveat. <laughs> not a quantum physicist. <laughs> I am absolutely certain I'm going to explain something in a way that is not accurate.
0: We're still exploring. We're We're still exploring. exploring. But
1: despite the inaccuracies that I might share this with, and so please do go and do your research, there's something that's quite interesting to play with. Um, So quantum physics, as I have understood it in my very layman's terms and um, awareness, um, allows us to now know that the very beautiful traditional concept of Ubuntu which is, if we had to translate Ubuntu um, into English, really means I am because you are and you are because I am, is kind of understood by quantum physics now in the sense that um, physicists have experimented and shown that uh, that in order for things to exist, there needs to be a witness to them. Uh, so it's that whole like if um, the tree falls in the forest and there's no one there, does it make a sound was the the beginning of that experiment and like the answer is no because if there's no one there to hear it, there is no sound. but they've taken it to the next level of if there's no one there to witness the forest, the forest in itself doesn't even exist on that on that you know that level of theoretical understanding so if if the forest doesn't un- exist without a witness, I don't exist without a witness you don't exist without a witness so I don't exist without you and you don't exist without me um I am because you are and you are because I am that is very interesting in that if I I you exist because I am here to witness you if we think about that within a workplace. You as colleagues exist because I'm here to witness you. That's a really... And and I exist because you witness me in this space. That's a fairly crucial component to have, Mm. right? Like, I literally need you to exist so that I can exist. Okay, I mean, really playing big with this idea, right? But then the other thing that's interesting coming out of quantum physics was the split experiment where um, particles were witnessed to move in very different ways depending on whether someone was watching them or not. So no observer of the particle, it moved in fairly random, unpredictable ways. As soon as there was somebody watching the particle, it moved in a much more predictable way and it, there were two slits and it passed through one of the two slits as it moved. But what's really interesting is that that they use the word expect. So it's how the person who was watching expected the particle to move. So now it's not just that there's a witness, but it's the, the nature of how someone expects the world to be, how it, that someone expects you to be, that starts to influence how you are mm. and how the world shows up around them. Now, if we just want to play with the word expectation, so connecting to the world around you, being aware that because I am here, and we're so deeply connected, I exist because you exist, and you exist because I exist. And how I expect you to be will be how you show up in my experience. Now, this is absolutely Otto Sharma's theory, you past experience listening as a concept of like, Mm -hmm. I already expect you to behave a particular way, so guess what? every single time we interact, that is going to happen. Mm. But if you had to play with that from a ventral state of safety, where you could play with the idea of expecting somebody to be mind-blowingly spectacular, for a project to be spectacular, for to expect an idea of a business to emerge by itself effortlessly... To expect something to be fun, to expect something to be easy—I mean, these are all words that do not resonate with how I've been taught to perceive business and business development. Life, I
0: think, life. I think we can extendly to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, so where? So, here's a really beautiful play. What if we expect to be connected in the most beautiful, beautiful ways? Mm. We expect that connectivity to bring to us everything we want to see coming together. We expect it to come with ease. We expect the people who show up, who are going to show up, to be just the right people, to bring just the right ingredients. How powerful could that expectation be?
0: Mm. And what, what I love and what I'm learning about this is I've heard of these, like, no I think it's the secret you've got to manifest what you want to have and then welcome it in and I never before understood it because I hadn't learned about the connecting to my ventral states and I think that's the biggest difference what what we're talking about here is not a head level I'm going to expect this project to be great even though I'm done it all the way through. I'm just, I'm going to tell everyone this project's going to be great and because I've said it's going to be great, it's You're, going to be great.
1: Can you hear the extending energy in her voice? It's like so much faking it. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Compared to, and I, um, maybe you would like to share a little bit around your uh, times in your life where you have done this play, uh, which I found really powerful to hear, is that you didn't just say make an expectation of at a head level of what you think society would want or how it should go. You have connected with something far deeper in yourself. And in that certainty, you are able to see the spectacularness of the future that's going to unfold. There has to be a genuine seeing of that spectacularness. It yeah, can't... like you
1: actually have to feel it rather than just say it. Yes. But that's something that you can play into sensing. You know, that's it's not something that you have to wait for the environment to, to produce it and then you mm. feel it. And then, so that really does become, I think one of the things that's helping me do this more deeply even now is the idea of, Sensing the connectivity in your body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And recently learning more about the fascia in the body, I feel like has been a new. I think we need to do a whole separate episode on the fascia. But there is tissue within the body that connects the whole body and allows every single part of it to communicate with each other. Epigenetics is another really interesting field in terms of every single cell contains the coding to be any single cell it needs to be in your body coding for being the eye or part of the eye coding for being part of the foot coding for being the heart whatever like every cell has the ability to be anything in the body but within this network it works out what it needs to do okay we'll take responsibility for being the eye you know you take responsibility for the left one i'll take responsibility for the right one like, there is a natural organization in the body of collaboration and connectivity. And I think what's so powerful of, of noticing that within the body allows you to have such deep appreciation for it, mm. to feel deeply and intimately connected with that concept. It's not a theory on a, in a textbook that you're like, just, oh, yeah, okay, that's apparently really important because it's now in a textbook. Like, there's something about it being in your body. The same way the nervous systems have helped us understand our emotional states and then the impact of that. There is something about appreciating the connectivity and the wisdom. The innate just knows what to do. Mm. Wisdom of this body. That I think helps you feel connected to the greatness of the world. Mm. And allows you to find a, a way to trust in the greater, I mean, it's wisdom. It's, I mean, I, it's almost hard to describe, like the what it takes to have the wisdom to know which gene should switch on and which part. Of, I mean, it's mind I can't get my head around it. Mm-hmm. I cannot. But can I sense the epicness of that? Can I feel the sensation of that? Yeah. Yeah. And if I can feel how remarkable this body is, in what it's capable of doing, I can become familiar with the sensation of, it just knows what to do.
0: Mm.
1: It absolutely works, you know? I can begin to trust it. Which means even, I I can take that familiarity of sensation and play with it in other spaces. I can take the feeling of awe and I can play with that where I don't have it in other places so I think one of the examples maybe you were referencing was during COVID and it was such an interesting time because I, like I was saying on paper, I should have felt more fearful than ever before. I was pregnant. I think I was about mm, three months away from giving birth when we all went into lockdown. Uh, I had a husband working on the COVID wards, So, and we were we did choose not to live in separate places. Um, so there was oh a risk factor around that. I had, uh, like a five-year-old at home who was really struggling with homeschooling i was trying to keep working do you know like on the face of it there was so much that that was signaling threat get into that swing state and actually it was being pregnant that made me think i know that this is not good if i sit in a state of fear this is not good for this baby i need to find another way and I had enough of this background knowledge to say, Do you know what? I know there's an override button. I know there's an override button to all of this. I can find a sense of what I appreciate. So, there's a lot of those mindfulness teachings of go and look now for where, you're, where you've got gratitude. Go and look for where you've got appreciation for your life. And as soon as that switch happened of looking for the connection of what I do love, what I do like about my life, even in this set of circumstances, um it allows you to shift into a state where you can begin to expect the best and and so much came through in that time period where I can't even explain how the things happened to us Mm. and the kindness of friends and bringing us things and making my son's birthday really special during that time and thoughtfulness of his you know his school doing certain things for us and it. I was actually, as soon as I went looking for it, it was overwhelming how beautiful the world was in that moment. And, and I know it was a very different experience for lots of people and I, I don't mean to negate any of that, those experiences, but I absolutely could sense that even in situations where you are capable of feeling disconnect, mm. there is an override button that can help you feel connection. Mm. And as soon as you go there there is so much to play with where you otherwise feel like there's nothing you can play with, that you can't fix things, you can't change things, that you're just, when that feeling of stuck.
0: Mm, And I think it's what we're really wanting to encourage and explore more is that idea of playing and where quantum physics seems to be giving us this permission (laughs) to go and explore this different way of looking at the world um, because you could have taken two exact people in similar situations and if that's the experiment and you had one person who was looking for, like, with gratitude and yeah. um, looking for how this could be epic and awesome and you had somebody where the only difference was looking for how this is awful and repeating those stories, yeah. how they can result in in different outcomes. Yeah. and um, I remember having a conversation with my dad a few years ago on like that, this could be coincidence, but the fact that it keeps happening makes me think I have to start believing a bit more that the universe has my back. Yeah. And <laughs> that I would, when I remember going to university and saying, I really just want a friend. I want a really good friend. And I didn't know it at the time, but I met my husband, yeah. <laughs> who is my best friend. Yeah. And then saying, Oh, connecting again with what is it? Oh, I just. I want to move. I want to dance. I walked up the stairs and what was right in front of me, but the ballroom dancing society, I was like, okay. And then moving on, I'm like, I, I want to work in leadership development. I really want it, but it's never going to happen because there's only one place available in this whole entire organization and it's only recently been f- f- filled in like six months. So it's not going to happen, but I just, oh, I'm so connected to it. And when you know that person happened to resign and, and I was given the position, I thought, okay, now there's there's something freaky here. <laughs> and so there is, I, I think one thing I'm, that's suddenly coming to light in this conversation is, when we do connect with that ventral state, it is always good. Perhaps you can use that as like the barometer. If you're connecting with it, it's like, oh, no, you're going to have to go and sacrifice your entire life. Maybe you're not connecting in a ventral state. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like when we connect to ventral, A, it is always good. And then what you were saying there, B, it just knows. It, 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 no. Our body knows our connection as perhaps being all part of one body seems to know the answer and the answer is going to help us the yeah. answer is not to destroy us and make our lives more difficult yeah and so when we spend time to connect to that only goodness will come from the solution yeah And that's not to say that some of them won't be rocky because I know that some of the places where I know 100% I had to be there but they weren't always the easiest places I just know that that at the time it was exactly where I needed to be Mm. and although there has been some heartache and difficult moments to get through in those times I don't ever look back at it and think Why did the universe send me there? That was rubbish. That was not helpful. It was, oh, yeah, Yeah. I had to go there. I have grown massively or it has led me to somebody else in my life.
1: And I think that's another interesting part of the connectivity is that if you um, can sense the awareness of the connectivity to something so remarkable like the body. And I think that um, uh, having had that lovely experience of carrying a baby and watching something so sophisticated growing within you that I did not do like I did not sit and knit him you know like I that still blows my mind there is an autopilot function in this body that I occupy that knows how to create a human being I mean stop it like it's so ridiculous if that can happen then why couldn't I entertain the fact that things that don't seem to fit would land in front of me but could be part of something so sophisticated I can't even begin to get my head around it Mm -hmm. that there's a level of connection and network that is so much more sophisticated than I can even perceive of that if I could learn to expect that everything that was landing in front of me was exactly what should be landing in front of me to help me achieve and have and experience all the things I want to do, which I think very much is what Michael Singer, if anyone's ever read the Surrender Experiment, very much talks about, then why not? Then that's the level of play. Like, I didn't want COVID, but this is what was happening. Okay, this is what's landed. And there was so much to make from that. Um, And I think when it comes to us weaving this approach into the business and then building this business, what was so fascinating for me was as soon as we started playing with, can you feel the connectivity? Can you feel the connectivity to everyone who wants to also see this change in the world? Who also wants to be a part of it? Could you sense your connectivity to all of those incredible people who want to do it? And even, I mean, really to play, everyone who's come before who wanted it too. Mm. And everyone who's going to come way after us that's also going to want it could you sense your connectivity in time to this vast number of people and i really believe the vast number of people on the planet that want it to be a more peaceful place that's healthier could you connect into that
0: Mm.
1: and trust that exactly the right person And opportunities are going to land in Mm -hmm. front of you. And when we started connecting into that, that is when a model suddenly emerged. Mm -hmm. How are we going to get to colossal leadership? (laughs) Oh, oh, connectivity. Mm -hmm. This becomes something that's crucial. Um, And then looking at ecosystems
0: Mm.
1: and looking at... And trusting the beauty of an ecosystem and, gi- and giving it just enough space to come into existence and just enough nurturing for it to do in its highly sophisticated form what it needs to do. And now that feels really cool. And then my ventral state just starts going bizarre. <laughs> and I know, then I know we're on the right path.
0: Yeah. And what I do find amazing is, and I think you were saying it yesterday on what's crazy is the speed with which we are making these connections and opening up these awarenesses and the world around us is responding. Yeah. The people that are coming into our life, lives seem to be like, we don't know yet in what capacity we're all going to work together or how it's going to be, but it's like, <laughs> you're kidding me you're yeah. telling me that you're yeah. working in this yeah. this industry or sector or you're about to yeah. start your own business and we're looking at the space and on my LinkedIn post and it's not because I've gone and researched a bunch of things that would link it just somebody that I connected with probably nine years ago on a holiday suddenly comes up in my feed and she's just started this new um position in a yeah. space that I want to explore as well yeah. Like coincidence.
1: No, see, if any, this is why I think everyone needs to read Christian Bausch's um book uh around serendipity, like the science behind serendipity, or the art, no, it's the science behind serendipity. You know, there it's there, you can put the components together and it delivers. Like, it's this is now something we're really starting to be able to map quite confidently. Mm. Um and and I actually I was uh I was talking to my husband about like if we actually had to put in terms of actual hours of how long once we've worked out the process to getting things like obviously we're like doing this for the first time so it's like what's the experiment but like when once we've got the process So the art of us now saying, right, let's sense the connectivity in our body. Let's sense the connectivity to the space around us. Let's sense the connectivity to all the incredible people who also want to see this happening. The time it takes to do that, and then the idea to come, and then the connection or the opportunity for that to follow, I think I would hazard a guess all of that takes about an hour and a half in actual Do you know what I mean? And we've had conversations with people. We've barely shared the surface of ideas. And they've just gone, yep. Like, there's no pitching, heavy pitching involved. It's, it's almost like, I sense you're connected to this. So this is already flowing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're already part of this. It's a very... And that's another episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've had them go and send us things afterwards that were the exact piece of missing material we had around a a question we've got about how do we sort of measure this and research it. There you go. There's the answer right there. It Mm. is so fast. Mm. It's awe-inspiring. Yeah.
0: And how often have we had a conversation where we have done some healing work with each other around a situation with somebody else and suddenly that person comes back with like a in a completely different light with such a gentleness, I think that process has also been a matter of hours. Yeah. So it it, it is it's really powerful and it's been fun to play with and still continue to experiment and explore and, and better understand the power of connection. Yeah. To a ventral state. Because I suppose we can can connect to the negativity. We can connect to the disconnect. And then that's all we see. And that's what starts to show itself to us as well. But the power of connecting to that mental state. And then for me probably. The biggest learning. Is getting out the way. (laughs) 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 I find the. um, The. um, Block to receiving. Has been my. My biggest learning. So maybe what we're wanting you to play with is, do you connect to that ventral state and then do you open up the doors to receive it? Or do you connect with them and like close the doors because it's just too much? And so I've been playing a lot more recently of like, open up (coughs) the door and let it come in. Yeah. And so we invite you as well. Sense into it and then (laughs) let it come in, receive it yeah
1: definitely we will be sharing more very soon about how alongside this sensing the connectivity has been a lot of clearing out (laughs) the mess that keeps us in swing states where i feel like that's where we've really spent most of our time uh over the last few months is like getting out of the way Mm. so more on that very soon Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for connecting. <laughs> Mom um, jokes. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> um, and as ever, we would love to hear your thoughts. So please reach out and let us know what's triggering and connecting in you as you listen. Thanks so much.
0: Bye.